Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the FPO Fortress. I'm Jacob. And I'm Jayang. At the time of recording, 13 of the 15 games in this action-packed game week have been put in the books. We'll be breaking down what the recent results, including Newcastle's shock victory at Leicester and Chelsea's Jekyll and Hyde performances mean for your FPL teams. We're approaching the business end of the, se- of the season, so we'll also be discussing what strategies you should use to optimize your team's performances heading into the final game weeks. And finally, we'll talk about the best captains and transfers for the upcoming game week 26. 36. Did I say 26? You did. You did. I mean 36. All right, let's get straight into it. So, uh... To kick things off, Leicester to Newcastle four. I think that was a result none of us saw coming. I mean, I thought uh, I thought a Leicester clean sheet was nailed on here. I don't know what to, I mean, Bruce Ball. You know, a couple couple a couple podcast episodes ago, we we titled it uh, hashtag Project Target Target Newcastle, and uh, that hasn't turned out too great. Yeah, we got we got that one very wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Newcastle have actually looked not bad these past few weeks. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've been shocked. We've we've been we've been force fed a slice of the humble pie. For sure, for sure. I'm I'm not exactly considering getting any Newcastle no. Newcastle players in, uh, despite the fact that they they do have pretty decent fixtures going into the final final game weeks. Mostly because uh, the only guy that I would have even really considered, Calvin Wilson, is now out for the season. That is yeah, wildly unfortunate because if, if it would have picked anyone from Newcastle, it would have been Wilson. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. There's no way I I'm getting Joel into him. I seem. Absolutely not. It's and never Al- going to happen. What about Almiron? Hey, Almiron, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, well, on the on the other side of the spectrum, we have we have Lester, who, well, the the Evans injury in the warm up really did not do them any any good. Yeah, Evans, he's clearly such a such a building block for that team, such a solid uh, performer in the heart of that team who can always be counted on to deliver consistent performances. And when, when he wasn't there, everything just went wrong. Absolutely. And Castagna obviously playing at a unfamiliar position and I generally Lester just didn't really click. But uh, despite that, uh, our man Kalechi Anacho remains on fire. He can't stop. I don't know how he does it. He, he always seems to just get, get a goal somehow or get an assist even like in, yeah. in the Southampton game. It's uh, he's just been super super clinical, uh, which yes, is yes. pretty uh, diametrically opposed to Jamie Vardy because I don't know what's gotten into him. Is he's just off? He was doing so so well at the start of the season, but everything's gone wrong for him. Yeah, I don't know. Is it, is his age catching up to him? I think it could. You know, it's been a really taxing season for for all the players. I'm sure, especially so given what's what's going on with the the coronavirus, and it, it cannot have been been easy for him with his age. No, I agree. All right, let's move on to Leeds 3, Spurs 1. Uh, Bielsaball, wow. Or, I mean, it, it could be Bielsaball being really good, or it could be Mason Ball being really bad. You know, I'd, I'd veer towards it being Bielsaball really good. That was the quintessential Leeds performance. They completely outran Tottenham. Oh, yeah. They just asserted their, their physicality everywhere. They, they, really, they really bossed the game like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, with with Leeds, you're you're gonna get ninety minutes of nonstop running, and that really uh, uh, paid its dividends. You know, I saw someone say Leeds play for ninety minutes, yeah, like they're down one nil in the 89th minute, and mm-hmm. that's just that's so accurate, really. Oh yeah, that that yeah, that sums it up really nicely. Yeah. 
And uh, definitely got to mention Stuart Dallas. Uh, he seems to, I mean, he's a god against the top six. Yeah, he's, he's incredible, really. He's, he's, he's sat on my bench, but I mean, it's, it's not a Me decision too. I'm going to regret because I was never going to play him. But Yeah, yeah. It's, you shouldn't beat yourself up over not playing a single game with player. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also this week, uh, mark the return of Rafinha off the bench. Very he true. Quite good. He provided an assist for Rodrigo. He, he could be on the cards for the last couple of game weeks. Yeah, I think so. I think if, if he's healthy and it looks like he is. Leafs have some really, really good fixtures. Maybe the best in the league going going down the stretch. So yeah, I think you should consider getting him in. One to look at. All right, let's move on to the most anticipated game of the week: Man City Chelsea. Uh, what do you have to say about that? I know you're a Chelsea fan, so I'll let you talk about it. Tuchel ball, honestly, what a man! Yeah, I'm just he's he's turned the club around 180 after Lampard in January, and. Uh, you know the, the things where we were looking on the ropes uh, at the at the at the at the um, forty-five minute mark, but uh, uh, thanks to thanks to Aguero's uh, shenanigans, with I don't know, I mean, can you can you tell us about his decision making process there? Would you have gone for a panenka? No, I mean, no one would have for after knowing what happens. But I I think Aguero got a bit a bit greedy. He thought oh, yeah. he wanted to. You know, he wants to look a bit look flashy because this is yeah. one of his final games for the team. It's mm-hmm. probably going to be the last penny he ever takes. And, you know, he, he wants to, to leave his mark on it. Didn't didn't work out at all. Worth noting that a couple minutes earlier, he took an awful, awful touch. That oh, yeah, to yeah. I mean, Sterling, Sterling, for once, actually did something with it. But <laughs> where it, it didn't, didn't not look good. He definitely, I mean, after, he's, it's basically been more than, the, uh, I mean, about a year where he hasn't played like you know consistent soccer he's not sharp he's not sharp definitely uh but i mean it was a game of two halves really man city kind of dominated the first half and chelsea dominated the second half and uh we took our chances and uh well ziash big game player that was a beautiful beautiful finish and uh i want to give an honorable mention to kurt zuma for making that insane tackle on Raheem Sterling, and about I mean, we we all know it was a penalty. Let's let's be honest. I mean, there there were there were two in- incidents, right? The first one wasn't. The first one was just a beast of a tackle, and the second one. Oh, the first one was a great tackle, yes, but yeah. the second one was a clear I've, clear penalty. I have no idea how it wasn't given. You, not, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight you on that one, honestly. Yeah, because you know it was a penalty. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm glad we yeah. glad we cleared that up. All right. All right. All right. All right. Should we move on to Man United Villa? Let's do it. I think another yeah, it's just a good United performance. Simple as that. Time and time again, they go down one nil away, and they they come back. I think the the tactic when playing against United could be not scoring until the until the ninetieth minute and then scoring. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Probably. You know something I've I've noticed is these teams they they go up one nil at times, and then because they've seen United come back, they feel like they need to get another goal. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they still keep pushing forwards and allow United to get back into the game. So it's it's almost like United's reputation is helping yeah. them win these games. That's an interesting theory. I don't mm, could be could be, but at the at the same time, we know parking the bus never ever works. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's maybe 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 Ole's figured it all out. Maybe maybe he's a, a tactical genius. The next step could be. 
And uh, let's see. In in this game, United put out uh, pretty much their number one lineup, which was good news for us all. But uh, I think uh, we got to highlight uh, Bruno and Greenwood here, right? They both got was it 10, 10 points each? Yeah. I th- I think Bruno got eleven. He got a cheeky bonus point at the end. No, 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 no. He got 10, and then the one extra point came from his cameo. Oh, of course. Right, yeah. right, right. Sorry. But uh, Mason Greenwood, the kid is lethal, you know? He really is, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, while we're at it, we can talk about the second United game again, uh, as well against Leicester. And uh, this this was possibly – the lineup was even more fraudulent than Pep. Yeah, can we, can we just say – Say a prayer for Liverpool here because mm. you know they put out their their good lineup against Villa, okay. and then they put out one of the worst lineups we've ever seen out of Man United against ever. Leicester ever. In yeah, I think in the history of the league mm. against Leicester because they had the three games in five days. Yeah, and then Liverpool, um, they're gonna have to face a fully fit, fully fresh Man United, and you know I, I can totally understand why they feel hard done by. Why what Liverpool? Liverpool, yeah, because you know well. Leicester. It's basically a free three points, you know, and so oh, you, you you mean the fact that Leicester got basically gifted a win? Exactly. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Because yeah, I thought you were talking about uh, Liverpool having to face a fully fit United. Oh, well, that too, that too. But well, no, but but that's completely normal because under under yeah, normal. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in in contrast to oh, the yeah. team Leicester has to play. Right, right, right. I mean, uh, yeah. Greenwood scored again, though, which is pretty mm. remarkable. Yeah, yeah and he um, he got around 65 minutes in both games, so I think he's pretty primed to start the third game as well. I don't know. I I, I think he'll come on as a sub. Really? He, he played two games in three days, you know? He's a, he's a young lad. I know. I, I don't think he starts it. Okay. I'm sure he'll feature. I don't think he starts. Yeah. I mean, he's on, what, 18 points now? John Stone's got 27, so that's uh, nine points. <laughs> If he scores another goal. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else have we got here? Ch- oh, let's, uh, I don't want to talk about this, but let's do it. I, th- I think we should. I think I, we should. Because it's very important in understanding Chelsea. Ch- okay. Okay. Chelsea nil, Arsenal won. What happened? Well, um, Arsenal, they got the they got the goal, courtesy of a calamitous back pass by Jorginho. The back uh, Smith Rowe uh, looked a bit shaky with the finish, but he he got it done in the end. Yeah, and that was that was the only goal of the game. Chelsea had some had some opportunities, most notably at the ends, where they hit the bar twice in the span of about five seconds. Mm-hmm. But they could not break Arsenal down in the end. We just it's some it's so. I mean, Tuchel's got the defense figured out, but the attack we are like a two hundred year old rusty machine that just is not working because we need like 1000 chances to get one goal and for once we i mean we we overperformed uh sorry underperformed our xg i did our best brighton impression here and i mean uh charity fc strikes again because uh you know a couple weeks ago we we gifted a a 5-2 win to west brom and now uh, we're gifting a 1-0 win to arsenal and uh you know if, if we had won this game the you know, the, the top three, honestly, for Chelsea would have been pretty much guaranteed. But now uh, top four isn't even guaranteed. So uh, we got to, I mean, not get phased by this result and uh, keep pushing onwards. And Chelsea have quite a hectic end to the season. They have the FA Cup final against Leicester and then also mm. the Champions League final against City. 
So you could be a bit worried because they aren't able to close out the top four that their players aren't going to be fresh for those big big cup finals. Maybe, but uh, I mean, we've seen that Tuchel is a huge proponent of uh, rotation and Chelsea do have the personnel facilities for that. But, uh, you know, clearly in the game against Arsenal, the rotated side did not work at all. So not maybe, at all. Maybe it's a matter of, you know, actually choosing uh, a best 11 and sticking with it sometimes. Maybe, maybe. And that's what they'll have to do if they, they can't close out top four quickly. Yeah. Um, we talked about mention- some, some big performers. Uh, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, DCL popped up with a, a very nice goal, reminiscent of what, what he used to do in his heyday at the start of the season. Yeah. Oh, my God. This was 30-something game weeks. That's crazy. I still yeah. remember him scoring for, like, five weeks in a row. I know. I know. We all thought he could get to, like, 300 points. I, I don't know about that. All right. Didn't, didn't quite work out like that. But yes. He, he was electric at the start of the season. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 I think, uh, what, does he have two goals in the last two? He does, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, next week they play Sheffield. The week after they play Wolves. You know, he, he, he could keep going. Yeah, yeah, he could. Could uh, form a, a palindromic season, you know? You, you know, I don't know. For sure, why. for sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, another honorable mention, Danny Ings, who would have thought that he would have been back in the starting lineup. Yeah, it seems like he's he's always injured, but this time he he actually got back into the, into the team. He he popped up with two goals. Big performance from him. Yeah, big performance for Southampton at the expense of none other than Crystal Palace. And uh, when we talk about Palace, we have to mention Zaha. I mean, what a troll! I mean, if you'll remember at the in our last episode, I called Zaha a troll, and I said I would never be getting him in. Vindicated. Yeah, Zaha. I don't know. I don't know what's up with him. He just, he, we always talked about a few years ago, how like he's, he's so close to a, a big move to one of the champions league teams. It just never happened. And I don't know, maybe the work rate is part of the reason why. I really think a lot of it is down to attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he just does not seem like he's in the best mental state to compete right now. Oh yeah. And whenever, uh, whenever the game's not really going his way, he just, you know, he becomes he becomes a liability to Palace because he just gets so frustrated. He, he throws his hands in there and he yells at everyone. Yeah, he he pretty much just expects the rest of his team to get him the ball, mm-hmm. and when that's not working, he completely completely removes himself from the game. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, but uh, plaudits must be given to Abrachieze, put on a very good performance against uh, Sheffield. Absolutely, man. Man just glides with the ball. He he looks he looks really special. Yeah. Hopefully he uh you know gets freed from the the restraint of Hodgson ball, but yeah, I mean Crystal Palace, they don't have a bad team. You look at the you look at some of the players and you wonder how they're by many metrics the second worst team in the in the league. Obviously the the final table will disagree with that, but a lot of people think that behind Sheffield they're they're the worst team. I mean yeah, I mean, I mean, they, I wouldn't argue with that. No, yeah, certainly. Yeah. And then the the soccer they play isn't really that attractive at all. So. Exactly. He seems he seems like the opposite of a a great manager. He gets he isn't able to extract what 
we've seen out of his players in other places at Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, there are two games left in this game week that are happening this afternoon. Uh, so predictions for Villa Everton. How's it going to pan out? I'm going to say it'll be a, a 2-1 Everton. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Villa have not looked nearly as good as they have in at the start of the season. Yeah. They just don't really seem to have it together right now. And I'm sure that's due a lot to the, the lack of their captain, Jack Grealish, who is supposed to make the bench. Oh, God. I mean, Dean Smith. What is this man saying? He's a... He said he'd be back for, for, what was it, the second game in the double game week 26? Now it's 36, and he's still still not, like, been training with the team until last week. That is not okay. Yeah, it's a, I don't know what's going on. Maybe Gareth Southgate's in his ear trying to protect him for the Euros. But even still, you'd want you'd want Grealish to get some experience in the games. Right, right. I don't know what's going on. But, uh, yeah, as for the game, I'm going to go with a, I think... A 2-1 Everton looks pretty good, honestly. You think Calvert-Lewin gets a goal? Unfortunately for me, yeah. I think he does. Yeah, I think so, too. And, uh, oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping uh, El Ghazi notches himself a goal. Because, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it was it was approaching the deadline last game week. There was, like, 10 minutes. You got El Ghazi in? I got El Ghazi. Oh, goodness. What have you done? I don't know. I don't know. So, what happened was, I mean, I... I needed. Uh, I wanted to get triple up on Man United, so I got Shaw and Henderson. And uh, for the for the budget to work out, I had to do uh, who, who? Oh, I did. I did Lingard to to somebody under five point five mil, and uh, I I went with my man Anwar Al Ghazi. And I, I mean, I, he's on pens. Relish is out still so he probably starts he's a selfish player so he takes a stupid amount of shots every game and uh he plays palace in game week blank game week 36 so i can play him then and then after that probably should mount for a few near somebody i mean it, it wasn't the worst plan right wasn't wasn't the best it was not the best i mean who, who else would you have gotten under 5.5 something like that yeah I don't know. Not not many good options down there. Yeah, so, exactly. Right. Not not the worst idea. But right. Okay. I I would not have done it. Neither would I. Uh, let's just move on. Let's move on. Sure. Sure. Uh, United Liverpool. That's the the other marquee fixture this week. It was uh, as I'm sure we all know, supposed to happen last week, but the pitch at Old Trafford was invaded by some very angry supporters who are unsatisfied with the Glazer ownership. Mm-hmm. We actually talked about this last week, but it do, it does look like the game's supposed to go ahead. There's yeah. been talks of another protest, but I think I think it'll happen. I mean, if the security lets another protest happen, it's shambolic. Yeah, they they will need to sort the security out. Mm. And I'm sure the Greater Manchester Police will be involved too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as for score prediction, I'm gonna go with. I don't know about this. It could be KG. Could easily be a no no, but at the same time, it could be like a two two as well. Yeah, I'm going to go one in Liverpool. Mane with the goal. Let's move on to the transfer questions for right. game week. Yeah. Uh, I'll start us off. Which budget strikers should you get? I think it's uh, between three men, Chris Wood, Antonio, and Bamford. 
I think so too. I think if you're looking for someone under that, that 7.0 mark or just around there, I think you've got those three as the, the clear choices based on uh, both fixtures and form. For sure. And well, a lot of us uh, will have at this current moment, Kane, Iannaccio, and somebody else. Me personally, I have Keenan Davis. As I, I do too. I do too. Yeah. He's 4.2, which is pretty, pretty remarkable. It is great. It is great. And he, hey, he, he could play. This afternoon again. He, he got he got a goal the other the other week, which was yeah. which is pretty fun. I mean, the striker spot is open because Watkins got uh, he's suspended. Right, right. Yeah, but um, I I don't know because Antonio, he is just so injury prone, and uh, Brighton are even though they don't have Lewis Dunk, there's still no pushovers, and uh, so I mean, I think in the in the in the last uh, last game week, he didn't get a single shot on target, and he tends to struggle against uh, uh, three at the back formations, which coincidentally uh, Brighton do play. So I don't know, maybe steering steering us away from that. Um, Bamford, the fixtures look great, Leeds look great, but but uh, he doesn't look that great in my opinion. So, yeah, that's true. I don't really know what's going on with him. I mean, they. Leads to be honest, they they had the good game against Tottenham, but before that, it's been it's been mm. pretty bad. Oh yeah, I mean going back to the Liverpool United Brighton games, the Brighton game especially, it was pretty worrying for me. Bamford was taken off after fifty eight. Oh god, yeah. yeah, and you know he he did get a goal against Tottenham, so you know he's always got that in him. But, but I, mean, I don't know, I he does not inspire confidence for me. Absolutely, and besides the goal, he was pretty anonymous. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think in this way, he's very similar to DCL in that when he gets a, a good chance, he's probably going to finish it off. But uh, other than that, he can really spend 80, 85 minutes of the game just doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, but FPL, the FPL points don't care if you do nothing for 85 minutes, if you got a goal in the other five. Yeah, well, but if you own them, you might get a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, which, uh, which one do you think you're going to take? I do not know, really. I... You know, if it was between the three of them, I would probably do, oh, I don't know, you know, maybe, oh, this is terrible. Maybe, maybe Banff, uh, oh, God, I don't know. But I I think what I would do for sure is uh, take a punt uh, on, not a punt, but, you know, uh, transfer I mean, pick either Antonio or Bamford, and then for the last week, switch them for Chris Wood, who plays Sheffield United. Yeah, yeah, and and we'll and we'll talk about your strategy regarding um, the the rail game teams in in a sec. Mm-hmm. But I think that's good a good option. And you know, an, another thing to consider is Ian Acho, who is right around that same price range, does not have the most friendly games coming up. He's got. Uh, 36 a blank and then 37 Chelsea 38 Tottenham so if yeah. you're if you're stuck between two of those guys why not get both in one for Inacho, one for one for your third bench spot could be but then it's a it's a matter of stretching your budget elsewhere and sacrificing elsewhere which we are going to discuss as well that's true but Inacho, you don't I mean you'd probably need to take a hit but it's yeah. not it doesn't really break the budget I guess I guess um one word, Wood, Antonio, and Bamford, in your opinion. Oh, you mean rank them in terms of which one? Or, I mean, who would you get? Or you can rank them. 
I, I think it has to be Antonio one, uh, Bamford two, Wood three. Okay. Okay. I mean, mostly just based on the fixtures. I mean, Antonio has some really nice ones. Bamford has some really nice ones. Wood, except for the Sheffield one, it's not great. I guess. I guess. So maybe get those two. I think yeah. that's what I'll do. And then get Wood for one of them in 38. Fair. Fair. All right. So with the, the season kind of winding down, a lot of people are going to want to take uh, some some pretty drastic moves, maybe to, to make up some ground on mini league rivals or just to improve their overall rank. And to do that, you're probably going to need to take a hit, take a minus four to, to get the good players in. So I think the big question in, in the, the end of the season really should be how, uh, how much should you value uh, those minus fours and how much should they be a detriment to getting the players in that you want? In my opinion, now is the prime time to be taking multiple minus fours if you see it fitting. Uh, you know, it's uh, end of the season. If you're not really happy with your rank at this current moment, then, you know, taking some some calculated risks is, is definitely advisable, in my opinion. But at the same time, you you, you don't want to go all out and take, you know, minus, minus 16s every single game week because that's probably not going to benefit you in the long run. But... I think I think taking hits certainly should not be. Uh, I mean, it, feel free to to. I mean, if if the decision is is sound, uh, in principle, uh, then go for it. And I think, uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna take a, a minus eight to get a full eleven in blank in week thirty six, and onwards from that. I really think it's uh, it's free free reign for hits because there's a lot of good fixtures uh, to target and uh, yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I completely agree. So what, what's the worst part of taking a hit that doesn't work out? Well, it's when you have to take another hit to get the guy out of your team. And because the season's winding down, you don't really need to do that. You can just let them stay there until the end of the mm-hmm. season. And you know, if, if it doesn't work out fine, but there's no real lasting consequences for it. And especially given that there's a, the blank game like 36, um, taking a minus four when you can pretty much get two guaranteed points. Uh, so it's, it's really almost a minus two. I think it just makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, definitely be cautioned again. I mean, you say the worst part about taking a hit is having to take a hit to get that person out. But I say the worst part about taking a hit is the person that you got rid of scoring and the person that you got in not doing anything. Well, you don't have to worry about them scoring if they don't play. This is true, which is why it's just written the stars to get rid of Iannaccio and maybe even Bruno Fernandes, which we'll talk about later. I don't know. I, I think it makes perfect sense to take enough hits to get a full 11 for this game week. Me as well. Me as well. I mean, you know, earlier in the season, I mean, earlier in the season, playing conservatives was playing conservatively was a perfectly valid strategy to go for. But I think uh, now is now is the time to really have fun with the game. Now's the time to go for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So when looking at what players to, to bring in, should we be going out of our way to target the relegated teams? Uh, well. Or first of all, can you tell us who plays who plays relegated teams? So, um, Sheffield United are going to come up against Everton, Newcastle, and Burnley. 
West Brom are going to play Liverpool, West Ham, and Leeds, and Fulham play Southampton, Man United, and Newcastle. Newcastle, by the way, are the only team that play two different relegated teams in the final three games. This is true. This is true. But um, as for, as for the original question, I think I think the answer is yes. I really think we we should because, uh, well, uh, th- this is I don't I don't remember the last time all three relegation spots were decided three weeks before the end of the season. There's usually a lot more drama. Yeah, especially last season was crazy. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this is all decided now. Morale is going to be low. They have absolutely nothing to play for. Yeah, I, I think that um, these these guys are they're going down no matter what. Yeah. I think they're not going to want to be there. They're not going to want to try to put in the effort to win the games. Mm. So I think even if you got someone like Burnley or or Southampton – or even Newcastle potentially is playing one of these teams, mm-hmm. then maybe why not? Why not get one of these players? They can do bits. They can. They can. So don't underestimate a player playing against a relegated team. That's what I say. Yes. 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 They can turn I into think. the next Harry Kane or the next Bruno. If they're playing. If they're playing Sheffield United. Could easily. Be. I think we've seen that throughout the season. Oh yes. And as for, as for a concrete example. I would say DCL next game weekend against Sheffield is is looking pretty damn good. Yeah, even even if you have to take a hit to get him. Yeah, I think and I think you have to get DCL. This is what I'm considering, and uh, I guess um, well, okay, now I'll, I'll I'll save my save my potential minus it uh, minus eight plan for for our last transfer question uh, and tie it all in together. But yes, I am considering getting DCL in for a hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, in on the other side of the table, Manchester City just locked up the Premier League title, confirmed with Man United's loss at Leicester. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. It was a monumental accomplishment. So, is, is now the time to take a punt on a City attacker? First instinct is, hell no, stay away from the roulette. Upon further thought, Maybe. Really, I'd like to hear why. Well, three weeks left. I just, I think this is this is a time when uh, this is an instant where uh, I'm going with my my heart over my head because in my head, I probably know that. Uh, I mean, I definitely know that nobody's going to play all three. Uh, no, no attacker, at least, and. But but my heart is saying, city is is city. They're they're a firing machine, and if you can pick the right one, then the rewards are going to be massive. And another thing to consider is, uh, he doesn't make that many subs, Pat. So if you bring someone in, he doesn't start. Odds are that he's not going to play at all, and you can get someone off the bench. Fair, fair. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's another thing that's going for getting a getting a city attacker but i don't know it's definitely a matter of, of nailing down which one and that is ultimately the the hardest decision to get i think i'm going to stay away but i can if, if you have confidence that you can beat the roulette i can understand why you want to take one yeah, yeah, yeah. and finally out of the big hitters uh for most of us that would be kane son bruno bruno and salah uh 
which one can you sacrifice to spend the budget elsewhere? Well, I, I think it, it comes down to two, Bruno and Son. Kane and Salah, uh, both of them have, have great fixtures, and they've been playing well, which is really the big thing. Mm-hmm. Son and Bruno, uh, I can't, can't quite say that for. Son does not look up to it at all, really, to be honest. He has not been able to, to recapture what, what he was able to do at the start of the season. And I, I just don't think I don't think you can you can really take him take him seriously. I mean, you don't think you can take him seriously? Wow. I mean, he he just had such such a barren run, you know. I mean, he he's just done pretty well of late. Has he? Yeah. Really? Look at him. Hold on. He has he has scored um, four goals in a in his last five. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I think I stand corrected, actually. So, all right. Maybe maybe keep Sun in. And I would say as well, Sun plays in 36 and Bruno does not. Yeah. Which is massive, honestly. Yeah, I think I think in that case, you have to you have to look at Bruno. Uh, he, he got the penalty, which we know he could always do. Yeah. But that was just his second goal since game week 25. Mm. And yeah. for... You know, uh, eleven point five million dollar player. That's just not good enough. I'll tend to agree with that. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it also comes down to what happens in the Liverpool game today. Uh, preferably, he gets sent off, which makes <laughs> our decision a lot easier. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, at least his his output has dramatically reduced since earlier in the season. Uh, but then again. Always the fear factor uh, with getting rid of Bruno, but uh, you know, since he blanks, he really can't hurt you next game week. But yeah, but then that, in, in thirty-seven, he he plays full, and we talked about how you have to target these teams. That's so. the thing. That's the thing. It, so, it, it is it it is at home, so maybe maybe they won't win. I don't know, but actually, what what just popped into mind my mind is get Bruno out for somebody you want. Uh, for game week 36 and then for game week 37 take out sun to get bruno back in yeah i mean think i mean that's probably eight eight points right there but <laughs> if you think that if, if you think that it's, that it's worth it it probably is to be honest yeah it's definitely an idea yeah and i mean what the points that we've mentioned so far seem to point towards uh do taking hits and and actually targeting the the weaker teams so I think I'm I'm getting more tempted by the second. I mean, I will say that he's 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 had some tasty fixtures in the past. He in this run, he's played uh, Crystal Palace, mm. uh, Brighton, Burnley, Leeds, uh, just name a few. Yeah, and he didn't score against any of those teams. Yeah. So maybe we should be a bit less worried than than we would have been otherwise. Maybe, and I think. Game week 38, they play Wolves, but the Europa League final is uh, a couple days after that. So Right, right. Limited. So, you know. You never know. Maybe Bruno is... Maybe, maybe on the chopping block? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think if you're going to sacrifice one of those players, it has to be Bruno. Mm. Okay, and oh, yes, we did... Uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll talk about my, my minus eight. Uh, preliminary thoughts. I'm thinking of doing Iheanacho to DCL, uh, Fofana to Dinia, and, I mean, th- those two to target Sheffield. 
and then um, Bruno Tamares for a minus eight. Yeah, I think I'm I'm definitely going uh, Ian Ashwin Davis to uh, DCL and probably Antonio. Don't tell me you have the budget for that. I I think I do actually. How many? How much do you have in the bank? All right, I don't, but I'll I'll do something else. I'll probably get um, I'll get James Madison out for Rafinha. I think. What is Madison doing in your team? I know, I know. I kept him in for the double, which was not a good idea. Did he get four points? No, not even three. Three. Yeah, three. Okay. Yeah. So Mass is going out. Yeah. And that that for Rafinha, that should probably that should probably be good enough. And I'll I'll have, I'll have to see if I want to take a take another hit somewhere. Looks good. Looks good to me. Uh, would you? What do you think about my my minus eight? I think it's it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I when um, you know I could, could take a no 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 I don't think so. I was gonna think about minus twelve to get Davis upgrade Davis to one of the either Antonio or Bamford, but probably not. I, I might I might take a, a minus twelve to be honest. Really? Because yeah, just to get McGuire out. Because oh, damn. not only does he not have the the, the game week thirty six, he is out for the rest of the season. So uh-huh. I, think, I think you've got to get. I think that I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hit on it eventually. I think the best time to do it is now. Get someone in for all three weeks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a great shot. Uh, who are you looking at? I'm not quite sure to be honest. I think Kufal could be a very good shot. I think so too. Yeah. All right. Should we move captain? Let's do it. Standout man, Mosala. Absolutely. Any other words? <laughs> um. I mean, who's he playing? West Brom away. West Brom. Yeah. I think he takes every box. He's playing a bad team. He's yeah. playing pretty well right now. He's on penalties, of course. Mm. And Liverpool are still in a very competitive top four race, so yeah. we'll have to we'll have to keep playing hard. Yeah, I think he, he makes the most sense. Absolutely. Um, to be fair, yeah, though. Last I mean the in in uh when they played West Brom at home, Liverpool I mean he, he def- Salah blanked and Liverpool looked pretty bad, but um, I think the fortunes are definitely in Liverpool's favor now. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Trent could be an option. Could be. Could be. I think I... it's almost certainly a clean sheet. I know we said that about Newcastle versus Leicester, but this one really looks like it. Yeah. And I wouldn't oh. put a fashion to pop up with an attacking return. Maybe. Maybe West Brom is going to go gung ho now, and Mateus Pereira is going to come out with a couple of worldies again. Maybe semi Ajayi center forward. Oh, up inside uh Carlin Grant and, and Bijan. Yeah. Uh Sam Johnston uh becoming the next next coming of Ederson with his through balls. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Sweeping up <laughs> like Neuer. Could be. <laughs> yeah. Um All right. who else is there? There is uh Arun, who we, yes. we discussed. Great option. Yeah, I think he's a solid option. But you know, I think he makes sense. If Sal wasn't available, Sal didn't exist. Yeah. So, yeah. If you don't have the budget for Sal, maybe DCL is an option. But yeah, I'm not cabining him in a million years because even though all the stars seem to be pointing towards him having a great game, I don't personally don't rate him as a player that much because, as I mentioned before, he's he can disappear for 80, 80, 85 minutes, and he's not on pen, so I just don't really trust him with the captaincy. Um, but I think he definitely has at least a goal in him against Sheffield. 
I think so, too. Should we talk about someone who always has a goal on him and Harry Kane? Always? Not so sure. Almost always, I think. Is he leading the league in goals right now? He is. 21. He is? Okay. He he could almost... He could probably get the, the assist record, too. He's on 13. I don't know. Record? Right now. Or not, not the record, but this year. Oh, uh, yeah. He could lead both categories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is anyone higher than him? No. It's, I think Bruno's uh, on 13. Grealish might be on 12. KDB might be on 11 or 12. But. Yo, the fact that Grealish is on 12 after being and not playing the last 12 games. Oh, I know. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, he could have he could have gotten close to 20. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Kane or Son, I don't think we're really going to put down Armband on either of them. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean... I think Kane is a, a nice option. Yeah. But Salah is just a better option. I'm actually I'm I'm a bit concerned about Kane because it's historically it's uh historically after coming back from injury, he's taken a couple of game weeks to uh to to you know fit and be fit and firing again. Well you can argue that those couple of game weeks already happened in the Sheffield and Liverpool. You certainly could. Certainly could. Leeds, sorry, not Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh Sun, I don't know. I I he has been trying out returns, but I definitely don't trust him either. And then for an outside outside punts, maybe Morris, KDB, any city options? I just don't think they're they're nailed on. To be honest, yeah. I don't think anyone's really nailed on. I think I'd expect Morris to play, given that he's he's been rested for a little while. He hasn't played since the Champions League game, mm. but. Oh, and by the way, I just found this out. Yeah. Um, this uh, this midweek was the first time all, all season, except for City's COVID COVID pause, yeah. that they had a midweek off. Are you serious? I'm not. I'm not kidding. You're. You have to be kidding. I'm not kidding. How is that possible? They they've been just absolutely, absolutely overworked. It's it's ridiculous. How how is that possible? They they've you're had saying, so many games. Yeah. You're saying for 35 game weeks. They've played a, another game between each game week. I think so. Yeah, yeah. No way. I mean, think about it. You've you've had the the six Champions League group stage games, six Champions yeah. League knockout stage games. Yeah. Um, you've had a bunch of uh, League Cup, FA Cup games. Maybe not FA Cup, but and then there, there's also been a bunch of Premier League games this week. Yeah, that's so it, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, that is absolutely obscene. Yeah. Well, I mean. Pep, uh, thankfully, has the resources to do that, which is, you know. If, very, if, true. If, very true. And I think that's that's partly why they do have so many games, because, you know, if they weren't so successful, they would not have so many midweek games. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think Pep will be complaining, because you have to you have to win games to get into the into the big yeah. ones. Yes, yes. Uh, any last thoughts about captaincy or transfers or anything like that? Just it, most all, all the way. Yeah, I think he might be the the most obvious pick we've had in a in a very long time. The Probably. most attractive pick, at the very least. I mean, I yes. I know there are other good options, but he he attractive. just looks so so nice. I agree. I agree. So I think that just about wraps things up. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm looking forward to this afternoon's fixtures, and uh, wishing everyone a healthy Green Arrow for Game Week 36. See you next time.